Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang What's on. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode well, number 63 of the Always Raised Dead so podcast. Fun. I'm Connor Ferguson. A little stuffed up, uh, a lot of dirt <laughs> in my nose and uh, around my face. But I'm excited to be here. Damon is with me. As always, the dyna- dynamic duo. There's only there's there's two dynamic duos now. Then who's you the other me, one? You and me and Dennis Urban, his wife. Shoot, that's right. People are going to start comparing us. Basically, <laughs> as always, we are uh, brought to you by the Carl Auto Group. If you're in need of a car, new or used, different manufacturers all over the place. I think we confirmed on two or three ads ago that are mostly ad-libbed uh they do have jeeps right damon i would assume so i'm a big I've jeep not, guy i've not seen i think aside from like i'd love to have like a vintage camaro or a 2010 camaro those looked really cool when they brought them back uh but if i don't have like sports car money ever and i don't anticipate myself really wanting to go out and just shell money at a car uh i definitely want a wrangler they do have jeeps okay good so i can get my jeep at the carlotto group you can too um give them a call and let them know always raised they sent you they uh they're our premier partner uh and allow us to do a lot of the things uh that we go out and do so anyways episode 63 i just woke up uh damon and i have very opposite sleep schedules i can't when we when we hire damon full-time and we all have this big headquarters thing i'm gonna put a clause in there that says like five thousand dollar a year bonus to have the same sleep schedule as connor i don't know if i like that still i think that'll cover it well we'll 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 negotiate later here's the thing i i'm not leaving the team option open though 
That, you know what? Because <laughs> if if I couldn't ex, uh, exercise an extra year out of your contract, then we'd have a damn issue. Uh, <laughs> what a day. What a day in uh, every race was good for the most part. Um, yeah. Call it the first 25 laps of the race, XR race at Stewart. We're going to talk all of them. Um, but just two monumental, like freaking groundbreaking, earth-shaking moves. And I'm not trying to hyperbolize here because this is just like silly season galore in the middle of July. Yeah, it, it was it was a groundbreaking day, and it was only Tuesday. Well, yeah, I, I I think like news like that though is happening on Tuesdays. But it it's been a week, and it's only Tuesday. Okay, that's fair. I see what you're saying. I will. I will allow you that. It's been, it's been a week, to say the least. So we'll uh, we'll just start right at the top with what you said. I think this is the bigger of the two moves. Um, but and people are going to scream Connor IndyCar. In the, oh yeah, we already but, know that they are. Alex Palou, the defending series champion. Uh, it came out in the middle of the afternoon, uh, that he was announced as having in his option exercised, uh, by Chip Ganassi racing, uh, to race for them once again in the 2023 season comes out later, uh, that Palou tweets, let me get what he said verbatim. So he tweets one of two. I've recently learned from the media that this afternoon, without my approval, Chip Ganassi Racing issued a press release announcing that I would be driving for Chip Ganassi Racing in 2023. Even more surprising was that CGR's release included a, in quotes, quote, which did not come from me. Then he says two out of three. I think he got confused on how long his Twitter thread was going to be. He, I don't think he knows you can type those out before. Uh, he says, I did not approve that press release, and I did not author or approve that quote. As I have recently informed Chip Ganassi Racing for personal reasons, I do not intend to continue with the team after 2022. This evening's unfortunate events aside, I have great respect for Chip Ganassi and looking forward to finishing this season strongly together. So he tweets that uh, at about 6.14 p.m. Not even 10 minutes later. Six minutes later. On the dot. Oh, shit. I can't add. Eight minutes later. I was going to say. I, uh, I did the timeline last night. I right. Yeah. Because Damon was uh, a hero for me because he was at home uh, and he was already tweeting uh, the Brad Doty classic. Uh, and I was just texting him about all this stuff. So McLaren then puts out a press release saying that they've signed Alex Pulu. It doesn't mention any in any faucet in the press release where Palou will be racing next year aside from testing their 2021 IndyCar. So they have like, or not IndyCar, I'm sorry, Formula One car. Right. Uh, so that they, this is just how they've decided to do it. Yeah. It, uh, it's so weird because you, you know that 
Pelot's ultimate dream is to go and run Formula One. Like that, that's always been a goal of his is to go and run Formula One. He's made it pretty apparent throughout. Um, to say the least, uh, this has been one of the most topsy turvy stories because uh, as of this morning, um, Chip Ganassi has doubled down on their release. So, there, there's a whole lot of moving parts. To yeah, I, I wanted to get to that, that they, after that in the timeline, like an hour later, it was when the Doty was going on. Mm-hmm. It was during the Doty feature. There's a tweet that says, well, Chip Ganassi racing spokesperson reached out to me and said, no, what we said was true. Alex Palouse still has a contract. And it is under contract until 2023. So we could have even a potential legal battle here. And let me tell you the one thing I'm probably not ready to fucking cover, Damon. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm going to be talking to Steph a lot. It's yeah, that. And I have a feeling because of who the two entities are that it's going to see a lot of money thrown around. And you know what? Indy car team rivalry. Oh, I mean, there's you still, your ass. Let's, I want Chip Ganassi and Zach Brown fighting at Monaco. Well, I, I Chip don't like breaking Zach. down a barrier out of nowhere. Just it's a surprise that he's there. I don't like Zach Brown's chances. I'll tell you that. I don't either. I'd take Chip in a heartbeat. Chip, Chip nearly knocked out his own driver after he won at Michigan a few years ago. <laughs> so, um, well, Chip's a blue collar IndyCar guy. He's yeah. not a pinky razor. Right. Well, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> in this context. <laughs> in this context, though, yeah, it, this is this is unprecedented. It's not unprecedented stuff. Obviously, we've seen contract obligations and. and no, I think I think you can call it that in this situation because I don't. We haven't seen an IndyCar team and an F one team fight over drivers. Well, do we know that it's an F one team yet? So now, here's the thing. Daniel Ricardo posted this on his Instagram. I saw that. He tweeted this this morning, too. It, it says, there have been a lot of rumors around my future in Formula One, but I want you to hear it from me. I'm committed to McLaren until the end of next year and I'm not walking away from the sport. Appreciate it. Appreciate it hasn't always been easy, but who wants easy? That's the whole reason he went to McLaren. Uh, I'm working working my ass off with the team to make improvements and get the car right and back to the front where it belongs. I still want this more than ever. See you in Lake Cosolette, Daniel. And so seeing that is another door opening, I guess, but also another question mark because we don't know what's going to happen moving forward. But you know, it's so weird that they didn't come out and say, hey, this is going to be Polo joining the team for IndyCar and testing the past F1 program as well. It, it, it was, you're just testing this car right now is basically what it sounded like. Yeah, and they have seats open right like they rossi's gonna be in one that was announced that is confirmed right felix rosenquist is under contract is he for sure for this next year 
But that's also the same damn cryptic press release that we got from Palu. It only gets talked about as cryptic because people don't think Rosenquist is as good. And, you know, I I guess, yeah, he he doesn't have an IndyCar championship, so I guess you can call him that. Um, If we lose him and he's racing Formula E, I'm I'm sorry to Formula E because I've tried to watch it a lot. It just, like, that sucks. And they're trying to put talented drivers there. They're doing everything they can. It's a, it's a cool little series. Um, the newness has definitely worn off of it, and they keep getting better, but they haven't moved the needle for me yet. Not like Nitro Rally Cross has. Um, Does that make sense? Like I would put no, them probably sense. close to the same, probably close to the same level in viewership standards. Yeah, I mean, Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Okay. I would say I would save a Nitro Rally Cross a little more because I just I can't can't watch Formula E at all. Yeah, I mean, it's I and mean, you really have to like I'm not doing anything and the Formula E race is the only thing on this Saturday at ten o'clock. Yeah, I'd rather watch the office reruns than Formula <laughs> Um But you know, the the whole landscape of this is just it's so odd um i was was reading something this morning off of um i believe it was racer.com i don't remember what it was but. it usually is uh, marshall and, and his team there do a fantastic job i don't remember the last indycar story that broke without him uh but this one this one kind of broke yeah naturally I think it was uh i think it was with marshall uh his opinionative piece but he has a feeling that when they reworked Polo's deal or were looking to rework Polo's deal for Chip Ganassi that he signed for two full years, um, moving into the 2023 option with a team option and not a driver option. Right. 2023. And with that clause, then, you know, they can obviously pick up that option and keep them for, for the next year. However, he also wanted to explore his, his options. And because of the press release that was, was announced, he might be able to get out of the CGR contract, but they feel because of his clause within the contract that he might not be able to. So that's obviously a Steph question because she, she would have a better idea on the legal side of things for us. But yeah, it's, it's going to get messy and there's going to get a lot of money thrown around at this. I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. And I don't know how, yeah, you look at what Zach Brown's doing. Like he's just in the same way. I'm going to rant about Denny Hamlin in a second. Like he's got the drivers, dude. Yeah, he's getting the drivers. Um, what is concerning for for myself is he's going and pickpocketing other top tier teams. Oh, he, I think what's what's concerning for me is that he wants the end goal to be Formula One. Well, there's that too, but I he he's approached Scott Dixon to join McLaren. Yeah, and that's. Uh... I mean, he he's approaching these top tier drivers out of top tier teams. It's one thing to go and get Alexander Rossi because you know he's not going to go back to Andretti next year. But 
to go and, and get Scott Dixon, who's basically under a lifetime contract at, at CGR. Well, and it's it's the shitty part of it is that they have so much more money in Formula One. Right. And that's like, this is like Trump change for him. I know. So I don't know how IndyCar mitigates it. I think they need to. You know, it's you, IndyCar has tripped over their own foot too many times to let some clown come in and take their talent. I know. Well, I just. You, I know. I just commended Zach Brown for doing his due diligence and doing great work, but also clown show. How do you? I can look at both you, sides of the rock. Sorry, Damon. I keep thinking of things. Yeah, you're good. I was gonna say, how do you police that though? You you can't. I mean, there's no way you can do it. I, I think there's arbitrary rules you can throw out there, but what those are, I'm just an ideas guy here. I'm just getting the ball rolling. All right. Rules are meant to be broken. If you share a name with someone that has their own band that has better music than your F1 team is running, then you cannot take any of the IndyCar drivers. I wish it was that easy. I, well, I just did it. All they have to do is come out and say that. There's, there's that. We need you to change your name uh, for our name, image, and likeness clause of Jeez. signing new drivers. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I think we've got enough there. Um, the other uh, shell shock of the day, uh, in the morning at least. My opinion, the biggest one. That's for, okay. It's the defending series title winner. I get it. This this guy just won one race. I get it, but this is also a two year in advance announcement. That is fair. That is very fair. Um, we don't need we don't need a debate which one's bigger. We do enough of that. I don't want to be. If we were on first take though, when we have our live show every day, Damon, we'll be throwing these out and. MJ versus LeBroning, uh, the IndyCar silly season and the NASCAR silly season. <laughs> we can definitely do that in the future. So uh, Tyler Reddick uh, jumps on a Zoom with Denny Hamlin. It's presumed to be just a normal thing. No reporter broke this story. Um, and someone, the video clip is on, uh, it's retweeted on our feed, and it's also on the uh, NASCAR and Fox Twitter feed. But uh he comes on the Zoom. Someone says, hey, Tyler, I think you, uh, thanks for joining, but I think you're on the wrong Zoom. And Tyler, like, shuts his laptop off and goes and sits on the side of the table next to Denny Hamlin. He says, well, Tyler Reddick is signed with 2311 Racing uh, beginning in the 2024 season. So monumental news that... You know, this kid has been on the brink of success, probably the top non-minor league prospect in terms of young guys. Would you agree? Um, he was going to be the top free agent uh, for the 2022-23 the time frame. Well, the 2024 time frame. Right, but throughout the 2020 because I, he still has a contract through 2023 with Richard well, Childress. Because they just picked up his option, he does he didn't have that until right. a couple weeks ago. We'll find out what the team picking up the option says about contract negotiation. Man, 
It, yeah, it was a. Uh, if anyone wants to, please put Tyler Reddick in a World of Allies car for one year. <laughs> there, I've thrown it out there. I'm floating it out. There, there's, there's that. I look for him. You know, I. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Bob Pockers made a pretty good tweet today already about how if if you're Richard Childress in this situation, because someone asked him, would Richard and RCR completely just – would they dump Reddick at the end of this year and not pick up the option for 23? And Bob said that's certainly possible. However – with money, it's certainly possible. However, if you're looking to attract sponsors and attract drivers, winning with Tyler Reddick next year is is basically inevitable, is what he said. Right, and that's your best option going forward, I think. I think it is too. But you would have thought that RCR would have learned their lesson back in 2012 when this similar situation happened with Kevin Harvick. They announced he was going to be leaving and joining SHR at 20 in 2013, 2014, whatever. I think it was 2014, his first year he won the title there. But um, you, you, you're jumping ship then. Your franchise driver, face of the franchise at that point, is bailing to go to a rival team and and not coming back. When they picked up Tyler Reddick's option a few weeks ago, they shouldn't have been announcing that. And I texted you this. They should have been signing an extension well beyond 2024 and, and into the future. That's what they should have been doing. And to me, I think if they could have, they would. I I don't think that they tried. You don't think so? I don't think that they tried high enough. You, you have a generational talent. I, I think it's pretty easy to say that Tyler Reddick is one of the most talented drivers. I think you can, I think, yeah. And I think you can say that, but I think it's also possible to say that Austin Dillon has driven just about as good as him over the past have two and a half driven? seasons. In the past two and a half seasons, look at the span of the time of the career though. Austin Dillon has how many wins? Three? Yeah, absolutely. And I get I get what you're saying, but putting them against each other in the same cars, they're about the same driver. Are they the same cars, though? I, I, Everybody has a pecking order. Right, but I don't – nothing would lead me to believe that they were so far off and they're, they're new next-gen cars. No one had – you know, I don't think they're really giving one driver the advantage there. Where's the A plus? Tyler still probably has the edge. Don't get me wrong. I I just think you have a talent in Tyler Reddick. The guy is one in every car he has ever gotten into. He's one in the trucks. He's one in Xfinity. He won two Xfinity titles for two different teams. Right. So what this says to me is Tyler Reddick is a generational talent in whatever series you put him in any type you put him in any car that's a top tier a top tier ride you know you put him in a gibbs a hendrick a penske ride he's going to go win your races yeah absolutely um so what makes this what makes this frustrating um on on a standpoint looking outside is 
this isn't the first time it's happened to RCR and they let it happen again. And, and not only did they let Kevin Harvick, who is one of the, one of the top racers that we've ever had the opportunity of seeing, but now you've let a generational young talent who was probably going to be with your organization for the next 10 plus years. uh, You let them walk out the door because you picked up an option. Yeah, and I want to apologize to any Chase Elliott fans uh, listening. I know you've been put through tur- turmoil the past few weeks, only getting two of the three wins. So sorry to yeah. you guys that Damon had to rain on your parade there. Um, I did want to touch on this because this is like one of the most insane press releases I've seen in my life. Um, this was right after the Tyler Reddick stuff came out and what you keep alluding to with Richard Childress. Uh, it is two sentences long. It is a graphic. It, it, it was not sent out over an email, or at least if it was, I didn't get it. Um, Richard Childress Racing says, we're proud of the success Tyler Reddick has found at Richard Childress Racing. We're focused on winning a championship in 2022 and 2023, although... Timing of this announcement could not be any worse. I mean, I see it from their side too. Just, I, just I, like, I see it from. I don't know why you say that. Why? No, I just like the phrasing of it. Is, is Wednesday better? You know, like. No, I think that they were hoping that this would be a next year thing. I, I think they were hoping that this would come out maybe this time a year from now instead of in 2022 and you still have a whole season to run with the guy, a whole season and a half plus a championship to a guaranteed championship to run for this year and most likely a championship to run for next year. Now all of your guys are going to be walking around on eggshells with, with a guy that you know is leaving in the shop. Yeah, and look at Denny though. That's that's the smart move to do. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying Denny made a wrong a wrong thing. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm saying he swept the rug out from under their feet. Denny. Denny came in and and physically said that they didn't want people uh, questioning and and asking questions. Well, unfortunately, Denny's going to be asked a lot more questions now. But. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't want the questioning around Tyler and around Denny to basically turn into rumors and, and then a release that was sent out before that they wanted to. Instead, they decided to pull the, the trigger now. However, if you're Richard Childress, you know, you're looking on, on RC side of things, you got a, a championship for sure. And another one in the, another one waiting for next year that, that you want to run for, you know, you probably don't want that out at this point. That's like saying, you know, that's like saying a coach is leaving in two years, but you're, you're keeping them for the next, you're keeping them through the next couple of years. Yeah, you're definitely right. Um, and it, it's going to be awkward, but however much juice they can kind of pull out of Tyler Reddick there. And I would just see how much he can get, you know, see what he can do for the lemonade stand. Yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least i i there's no good situation behind it that's for sure but uh 
you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to to say the least. Now I gotta you gotta look to the next question out of what's gonna come out of this is who replaces Reddick in the eight? Dale Jr. No. <laughs> nice try. However, however, I do think that is a viable option and Jr. and Richard Childress come together to uh form JRCR and, and Earnhardt and Childress Alliance again, and uh, Junior buys the number eight charter. I'm so pissed at Damon right now. He's getting me excited. I'm telling I, this you. is like the worst thing. You seriously, because I didn't put any dots together there. I, I hadn't thought you about didn't? it. I did a dirt not? race all night. I was preparing for the dirt race. God. You had all afternoon to think about this. Oh man! All afternoon I sat through traffic on I eighty. Let me tell you. Well, then you had nothing better to think about. I had to think about man. This guy's really going to keep inching forward every fifteen seconds, isn't he? I'm telling you, there there is. Richard Childress is not going to be around forever, and this is a really good opportunity because we've heard Dale Jr. wants to get into it. Why not return the Childress and Earnhardt Alliance from the great years that they had, and now you get to do it with the man's son? I'm sorry. They they will not be stopped if that happens. I I would love to see it. I would Absolutely. love to see it. Let me uh, Let me say what I said on Twitter about Denny here. If you follow me, you've read this exact thing and i'll expand on it a little bit but i want to throw it out there too uh so right after the reading news broke i was texting you damon i was texting my dad uh, a few of my friends um that are big nascar fans and people in the sport and i said half the people i've texted or direct messaged uh hate denny hamlin the rest like him specifically despite him not being their favorite driver he is no, i don't know like a soul like my favorite driver is Denny Hamlin, and I'm a real person and not someone on Twitter. Yeah, I, I never. I don't know Denny. one Denny Hamlin fan. I do not either. I know half the people don't like him for some reason, half do like him. It's like a big John Cena thing. From when I was growing up, that was the split right down the middle, right? Yeah. And I, I, I think we talk about moving the needle in what nascar needs someone from barstool wrote an article about ross chastain is exactly what nascar needs right now no we write we write these like four times a year about different people and none of them like none of them come to fruition because you need a guy that acts like that every single week of the year and yeah, let me can't. tell you what NASCAR doesn't need. Number one, let me tell you what's realistic is that no one's going to drive just leaps and miles different from everyone else or act leaps and bounds different than everyone else. Unless you're going to put Scott Bloomquist in a damn cup series car. That's not happening. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to do it full time though. You'd have to have that every week and have that guy freaking out saying dumb stuff saying, you know, exotic things for for that to move the needle as much as we want it to, right? Denny, though, he's in the spotlight with Michael Jordan. He's collecting, as you said, in Tyler Reddick, and I wasn't trying to disparage what Reddick's done. I was more trying to point that 
look who's making the contract in Richard Childress and the other drivers, his grandson. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you can't deny that, that you're going to always get the hometown discount with that one. Right. But uh, you're probably going to have some rose colored glasses naturally. You're gonna have a natural bias there. So I can see the cloud, the sky being cloudy. Um, actually pretty clear. All right. Not a cloud in the sky. Well, I, okay. I hate using cliches. I invent my own and you have to come rain on my parade. Another Actually, weather, sunny. another weather reference. Not raining, sunny. Oh my god! And I haven't seen a parade since the Fourth of July. Jeez, jeez. My the next World of Allies PlayStation Two parade is going to go hard. I'll gotcha. leave it at that. Uh, Denny here, though, he's got Bubba Wallace, a sponsor machine. Boy wonder if they can figure out his pit crew and consistency. That's definitely not a, a word. Make his performance more consistent. You have something there. Kurt Busch, I think, is still under contract through 2023. I believe that's the last year on his deal. Regardless, Denny said they're going to go forward with Bubba. I'm sure that if Bush wants to stay or, or whatever the cards fall, they're going to fall somewhere. Right. Denny, Denny has already said that they're going to keep Kurt as long as Kurt wants to, to race. Right. And they've talked about expansion. He talked about it on the Dale jr. Podcast. So Denny wants gonna, a third. yeah, you're going to look at moving to a third car. They Denny kind of, I'm going to paraphrase this as best I can, but they were talking about three teams is like the money number four teams. It gets harder and harder to make money every week. So I can see them expanding as long as Denny's building that shop and making progress to it, that he's threatened NASCAR and said, we're not going to do anything to this until stuff starts changing until they start listening to us. So you're going to have those three, potentially in 2024. So you have the, the young prospect, you have a sponsor machine, you have the veteran to help them navigate the waters until he retires. And I'm sure that Denny will just go out and find another slam dunk. Well, I was going to bring up a point off of that. We don't know the terms of Denny's extension, right? We, we haven't seen the new terms of Denny's extension that was signed at the beginning of last year, but you can't imagine that he's only he's at Gibbs for another what maybe three years on on that extension, right? I think I think he's smart to stay at Gibbs until he well look, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. It's not it's not necessarily him him leaving, but more or less, if he rides out his contract currently at Gibbs, buys Kurt enough time that he can be be content and and retire. I could foresee Denny sliding into one of his own rides with, with Reddick staying as well. So I was talking to my dad about this um, and he brought up Dale Earnhardt. He's comparing Denny Hamlin um, to Dale Earnhardt, probably in driving talent. I'm not exactly sure what no, he was saying. No, I don't, I <laughs> no but right now when Denny wrecks a car, he doesn't have to pay for it, David. Right. Well, so that was if, pretty apparent at, at gateway. Right. <laughs> So if he would move to his own car, he's taking a seat away from a driver he could have. 
And now that could happen. If there's not a tangible free agent, I could see him driving his car for maybe the final year of his career. Maybe he pulls FedEx over there. I don't know what would lead him to do that. But right now when he wrecks, it doesn't cost him anything. And I think he likes that aspect of it specifically. So I'm not sure. But I that would lead me just because of the model that we've seen. And I know Stewart drove for himself, but it would lead me to think that that's what would happen is that he's just going to stay at uh, Joe Gibbs. I think if he was going to move, he would have done it already. I mean, I, I could see it both ways. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I would say – Unless that there is someone, unless there is a Tyler Reddick out there, when Kurt Busch decides to to step away, I don't foresee Denny going and just putting a name filler in that seat until and buying time. I don't foresee it being an extra. It, I don't foresee it being a front row or not a front row, a furniture row car where they, you know, groomed like Eric Jones for a year to, to drive that ride. I, I don't foresee it being one of those situations. Um, if anything, I see Denny going into one of his own cars in that time frame. Um, or, you know, they just scale back and go back to a two car team. I know Denny wants three, but I could foresee him scaling back and taking the charter money. And, uh, you know, charters are only going to get higher and higher from here on out because they're harder and harder to get. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's, uh, let's talk the dirt races from last night and then we'll let y'all go. Uh, rest of the week, we have the historical big one at Eldora. We've got a Lucas dirt race. We've got the hell tour going on. Um, and obviously it all happens with the Kings Royal. And super excited for that 175,000 to win, I believe 4,000 to start. So that's huge for these guys. Um, and obviously it produces some pretty big moments. So, uh, last night, uh, Tuesday, and we're going to try to pod between, uh, the big one and Friday morning. Uh, so we'll get you guys info on that but last night uh you watched the race damon i didn't get a chance to see it uh but kyle larson goes to the top wins uh the brad Doty classic i believe for the second time in his career yeah it was a uh it was a great race you know larson started fourth and uh really throughout qualifying throughout the heat races um it really did look like a Kerry Madsen kind of night. He dominated everything. Obviously Larson won hot laps and then Madsen went out and, and set the field with, with quick time. Um, one is heat and, and really looked strong, but then in the dash, um, he kind of fell backwards in the dash and gravel took advantage of it and, and moved forward to, uh, to start on the front row. Brad sweet looked good again, just consistent, you know, he didn't have a great qualifying night, but was able to run through the run through the heat race, qualify for the dash, and then uh, he ended up, I think, pulling the number two or number three starting spot anyway. And so he was starting up front, made a good run, and and then uh, he and Gravel led him to green for the the Doty Classic, and Larson uh, Larson jumped from fourth to second in the first five laps, then. There was a bunch of cautions that came out, um, a lot of lazy spins. And then Sheldon 
um, and Madsen both got together for a little bit in turn four, didn't do damage to either car. Uh, Madsen held his position in third at the time. And then Sheldon was able to restart in like 14th, but I don't think he ever made his way back up any higher than like seventh after that. Um, but track looked good. It looked racy all night long. Lap traffic became a, a problem after Larson took the lead on the high side, uh, basically went off the track. So if you've watched a race at Attica, you know, that turn two basically falls, the cushion falls off the backstretch and there's a, a giant curbing and you fall over the backstretch and you're off the banking. Well, he used the, uh, he used what I would call the return road on the banking and drove around uh sweet to take the lead. Um, it was one of those Kyle Larson did this kind of moments that we've seen in the past and we haven't seen for a while. And that was kind of the, the first of that again. And then from there it was Donnie shots well, was kind of tracking. And I think had that race been maybe three, four or five laps longer, Donnie probably would have got past Kyle, but um, it was a really good race. Donnie worked the bottom like Donnie generally does. And Kyle ripped the lip like Kyle generally does. And, and it was just one of those uh, classic, classic races. And then, you know, Johnny Gibson makes it, makes it even bigger and badder when it, comes down to it but it was such a good race did you uh did you think that donnie was gonna get it how hard were you cheering it was a difficult choice because i love both guys right you know i'm a donnie shots fan and you know i'm a kyle larson fan so it was i was i was more neutral throughout that one than probably any of the other races i've watched throughout i think you're a year. fake fan for that no 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 you gotta look at the point standings from macro uh, position, Damon. Yeah, well, Donnie's not going to chase down from fifth place in the points right now. He's like well, 170. He's sixth, back. first of all. And number two, uh, 156 back right now. He could be 152 back if he would have just passed one more car. My bad. Yeah, and he, he lost to a non-points car. It's detrimental to the championship hopes. Anyway, um, I, I just don't foresee that being a thing to talk about this year. But It's possible. Um, I, I was going to be happy one way or another because both of my guys were running up front. It was awesome to see, but uh, yeah, I did. I think I thought for sure, especially, I think it was with four to go. It was either with, with six or four to go. I don't remember which, but Donnie showed him the nose in one and two and pulled alongside of him down the back stretch. But uh, then obviously lap traffic was there. And so Donnie had to back out and Larson was able to pull away and, and drive down the front stretch. I think he gapped him about four or five cars with two to go. Donnie pulled it within two um, on the final lap. So it was, it was a great race. And it was kind of that, that flip of the Knoxville nationals a few years ago when Donnie beat Larson to the line. I think it was what the last, well, the last time that Donnie won the nationals. So um, that was, that was a similar setting is what it looked like. For sure. Um, I think that's all we got for the outlaws. We'll let Eldora uh, do the talking half the rest of the week, but love the Brad Doty class. It's I got to say race. one thing though. I do have to say one thing for that race to be over by nine o'clock central time was awesome. Yeah. So they were uh, pushing off for the A-Main uh, during race XR qualifying at Stewart. 
It was awesome. Now, now for the people thinking, I don't want, don't want people thinking I'm trashing on Stuart because one of the post race interviews last night. Anyways, uh, you guys can go watch those on YouTube. Uh, because of the sun and because of the time zone, they start hot laps at seven central. Mm-hmm. And the sun is still widely out, so I'm not trashing on them. Uh, but yeah, we were watching qualifying. The A man's pushing off for the Dodie. Uh, they got that show done really quick, and that's what no support classes do for you. Yeah, it was it was all, and the thing is, the people got their money's worth too. Like it wasn't one of those quick shows where it was kind of a boring a main and and really kind of boring racing all the way around i mean there was a lap lap, last lap pass in the b main to advance a guy into the into the feature so um it was a it was a great show that's awesome to see and that's what the world of allies do uh just everything they touch i feel like they got a lot of good good racing there no matter what they're fielding and what they're putting out um Real quick on the USAC midget side, our guy Ryan Timms beat Buddy Kofoid. Buddy started 18th and finished 5th, no matter. Ryan started 4th, never had to pass him, but he beat Buddy Kofoid. All I said was uh, all Ryan Timms does is win and waits to turn 16. Yep. Sounds about right. That's what he's doing these days, man. It's counting. His days are numbered here. 40, 40, 45 days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then race XR at Stewart. Um, this is what I want to, so this was supposed to be a four day event, the fever heat 100. I think they were planning four 25 lap features to add up to 100. They changed it to two days. Every feature was 50. I think they, with how the track was prepped Monday night, it could have gone hundred laps and it wouldn't have rubbered down, uh, in the opinion of Tim McCready specifically. I don't know if I know enough about surfaces yet to say that but probably um but we saw it last night on tuesday the track rubbers down really quick mm-hmm. insanely quick it was a great race uh until it did um and i think the difference between late models and sprint cars and i'm not doing a war on which one's better thing or, or a bit um but I was telling Damon before we got on, we've seen a rubber down racetrack produce an all right race. You know, Jacob Allen and Brady Bacon pass each other three times on a rubber down racetrack for the lead at Lake Ozark. Right. I'm not out of turn saying that, right? No, they, they did. It wasn't, I, I wouldn't, it was not a bad race. I guess that's the best way. But when you get a rubber down racetrack in late models, it is no joke. Every car is running the same line and no one is making any move right the only move you could make is shoving your nose into the back of a guy hopefully not spinning yourself out and pissing the hell out of somebody to win a smaller amount of money interval wise um the only time i could see that happening is for a million dollars and we saw it once and it didn't happen right right so i think i do, uh, see, I do see that if if they were able to get the top side, um, if it was the top side that works for late models, you can see a little bit more because some guys are more willing to try the bottom. But if it's a bottom heavy racetrack, 
you're never going to be able to make ground up top. Yeah. And it, but it, it literally was that parade style and that sucks. Uh, but I think like in their late model racing, I think you have to be okay. And I asked Chad Simpson this, I said, do you think a majority of drivers in the garage, if presented with a, a rubber down racetrack or a racetrack that at some point in the night rubber down or B anything else. And I, like I told him before, cause we were just shooting the shit, literally, literally anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, anything to have it not rubber down. I think they would take that. And that's not, I'm not hating on what they did to the track prep. The, his name's Mike. I forget his last name. Uh, I talked to him a little bit last night, but the guy at Stuart that preps the track or, or kind of runs things, he's the promoter of the racetrack. Mm-hmm. He was on the front stretch asking every driver both nights in the top five that stopped there what they thought of the racetrack, what they can do better. And drivers, when they were prepping the track on Monday, Damon, I don't know if I heard any positivity from the drivers. Yeah, they were not happy. The only people the only people that I heard contracting opinions from were people in the B main that were going up there just to see what's up. Yeah, they were not happy at all. And the race ended up all right. But as opposed to Tuesday's race, it was very, very good. Like elite race for 25 laps. Right. Chris Madden took the lead, um, went by Bobby Pierce on a huge, he had a run of momentum. Like in four laps, he went like fourth to first. Um, Bobby, if Bobby Pierce would have gotten down a lap or two earlier, he wins the race. And I think his dad was trying to tell him to get down through the fence, but there's not really a good spot for the stick guys to stand. And you can't really see them, but they, they all like a lot of them were in the like pit side grandstands, like telling guys Mm -hmm. to go up or down with their hands. And I looked at, uh, Max McKenna, our buddy from, uh, Charlie's son, uh, and he's, I said, you don't think he, they can see him, right? Like, there's no way. And he's like, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a hard track to see outside anyway. I mean, it's just, yeah. You have to be a really good race car driver to look over there and notice and process it. Um, the promotional side of things for race XR. So, they obviously pay big bucks and they give money back to drivers. Um, I have not heard of anyone not getting their cash or anything like that. Um, just to clear waters on that. I don't know where those rumors started. It was something sometime last year. Uh, but there was always stuff about that and I've never heard of anyone to not get it. So I wanted to come out and say that because once I've, I don't know. The whole race XR experience was great. I thought when I got to the track and this could very well just be Stuart doing Stuart things too. Uh, that was their, so I don't know if you know this, Damon, that was their first ever super lay model race is what one of the guys told me. Yep. When I pulled in, um, all I had to do is roll down my window and say, I'm media. And he's like, okay, you go down there. That guy will tell you where to park. You walk up to him. He'll tell you where to go. Again, yep. everyone at the track, Damon, I don't know the last time I've seen this, maybe at the Knoxville Nationals, 
every single person at the track knew exactly where every group of people should go. Yeah. Isn't that a plus? It's, it makes all the difference because let me tell you, like the, the people that wear suits to work and bring a camera to the, to a sporting event, they need to be told where to go. Not hating on TV guys specifically, but it's bigger, you know, media members and stuff. You don't, you aren't, you don't have a media center at every dirt track. There's like two, right? Uh, You don't have a press box for someone to sit in at every dirt track. You have the infield and it's cooler. I think it's harder to watch the race unless you are like a seasoned veteran at it. But overall, like just people being able to tell you where to go and who to talk to. I didn't talk to one person, even from race XR that didn't know any of the questions I asked. Yep. Yeah. That's always a plus. It definitely makes the experience so much easier. Yeah. I would. So I was really impressed. Um, aside from like pyro and maybe some more, uh, signage and banners and stuff like the outlaws doing, you make it really feel different, uh, at no matter what track you go to. And obviously that's a, a lot of work and a lot more people and a lot further down the road. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I was very impressed with the product put on by those guys. Even like yeah. the, the media pass thing, I just had to like put in a file of all my info. And I think it's like a one-time thing, even if it's not, it was super easy to do. Um, so I was, I was very impressed with that and I'd extremely very much like what they're doing. They're giving back to racers and, uh, it's pretty cool to see. For sure. Yeah. They're doing a good job with it. That's, that's, uh, no doubt about that. All right. Do you have anything else? Has anything broke today? Not nothing that I've seen. Yeah. Nothing that I've seen. Uh, I have a response on the official number of tickets. Uh, they are, um, from selling out, uh, the Knoxville nationals on Saturday from Eric says, stay tuned. There you go. So if you need tickets to the Knoxville nationals, you might want to do it right now. You're probably I appreciate if you have, if you don't know Eric Arnold, um, uh, that guy has so much passion for Knoxville raceway and everyone that works at Knoxville has just that much. Like we're lucky that they put in the work to make the Knoxville nationals, the biggest spring car race of the year, no matter what the hell the purse is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think it'll stay that way. I hope we don't have to have an arms race if we're not ready for it. I hope we can keep boosting the money to start and, We'll see. We'll see what happens though. There's a lot of money wars going on. There's a lot yeah, money, <laughs> a lot of contract wars going on as well. Uh, there are. This is a damn fun time to be a dirt racing or just a racing fan. Terrible time to be an owner. Well, Justin Marks isn't doing too bad. For now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tell both of his drivers want pay raises. Let me ask you this. Would you rather be in Justin Mark's position or Denny Hamlin's right now? I'd pick Hamlin. Oh, Justin Marks. I'd, really? I'd Justin Marks. Yeah. I'd rather be just friends with Michael Jordan. Uh, it'd be cool to be friends <laughs> with Michael Jordan. 
But don't tell Michael Jordan he needs to invest in a World of Allies team so we can get some development drivers up here. Now it's time to end the podcast. Walking <laughs> off the rails. It's too early. All right. Thank you all for listening. Um, Dave and I are just going to talk and I'll send a tweet out. I don't know how many people care when we record. Uh, but we'll record either Thursday night or Friday morning, uh, or some other alternative time, depending on what happens, um, and how late these races go, but it's freaking Kings Royal week. The Joker's wild tonight, the historical big one tomorrow. Let's go watch some race cars. And I hope you have a kick ass rest of your Wednesday and Thursday.